This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. There is a wall in my life built by you. You opened a door that a kid shouldn't walk through. Oh, but I'm not bitter, I'm just tired. No use getting angry at the way that you're wired. Ignorant trauma in one afternoon. And I could never let you know. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am going to be joined by the absolutely stunning Sarah Malindwa. She is a sex education nurse and she is from E4's show, The Sex Clinic. She's not actually here with me just yet. She's just she's just running. She's just sprinting in. So I'm going to play you a little bit more music and then hopefully we'll be joined by the lovely Sarah after that. I'm joined by the lovely Sarah. You're here. I'm here. I'm so, so glad you're here. I was worried that you weren't going to make it. Do you know, I was stuck on the tube and I was like, I bet they think I've stood them up. <laughs> and I was like, I did radio for four years. I should know a lot better than this. I slapped myself on the wrist. Don't worry. It happens. It <laughs> happens to the best of us. Um, let's talk about you because you had a show, The Sex Clinic, right. earlier this year in yes. January. And I feel like it's... There's been a lot of attention mm-hmm. around that show. I think there's. I don't think controversy is the right word, but I think a lot of people have taken an interest in it because of some of the things that happened on It'll that show. Up, yeah. um, but and, and and there are some things I want to talk about in specific. <laughs> but before we do that, do you want to tell me a little bit about about the show and how you got involved? Yeah. So the sex clinic is a show basically designed to destigmatize um, and remove the taboo around talking about sex relationship and sexual health we've seen um you know in the last say five to ten years in the uk a massive um increase in stis being Mm -hmm. diagnosed every um, according to public health england every four minutes we're diagnosing an sti um we've completely changed the way in which we see we view sex and relationships and how people meet each other and there's a lot more accessibility people having a lot more sex a lot more sexual partners um and whether people agree with that or not is irrelevant. That's mm-hmm. just what's happening. Yeah. Um, and the needs of our generation have changed. And there was a massive gap in the market that was targeting this very obvious, you know, um, problem, I'd say, uh, that, we, that we're facing in the UK. I, I, I guess you could call it an epidemic in that we are seeing a lot more of an increase in STIs and also things like government cuts, um, which affects you know our accessibility to services so a show like this to talk about all these issues that young people not just young people but even older people um are facing but because sex is something that's not 
easily spoken about. Um, it's taken a while, and the show has been like a massive eye opener to people. So I got in such, I got involved with the show um, really by coincidence. I happen to be a qualified nurse. I work in media as well and fashion. Um, and a friend of mine who works in TV knew about the show and last put, put me in such one of the casting directors and said, "Oh, Sarah is a sexual health nurse um, as well as a radio presenter and all this other stuff. You know, she might be." cool to get involved with it and so yeah after a long process a couple of years it all happened and then finally we launched an e4 this year it's it's really really amazing and and you know what you were saying that <coughs> excuse me what you were saying there about you know uh, the increase in stis etc and you know people being afraid to talk about sex I think it is an enormous issue yeah. and i think it's to me it always surprises me because i think in my circles you know everybody's happy to talk about sex yeah. and every you know i i put i say everything i say things on this radio show that i probably could, should keep to myself you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but i think there is a real issue and so and, and sometimes you know i do come across perhaps a stranger and sometimes because I get so used to being so open about right. sex I'll say something and suddenly they'll be very kind of closed off about yeah, it yeah. Wh- wh- why do you think that is? You know I, I completely agree with you what you just said when you're somebody who's used to kind of talking about sex relationships as part of your job which you know being a nurse you kind of get you master the art of having really super awkward conversations yes, yeah. and so for me talking about periods and like PMS and like fisting and all anal yeah. like, like all these kind of things for me it's normal I do it for a job I hear these stories every you know all the time I've heard them for years so for, for us it's normal but I think that with the show because people just don't talk about it especially in the way that it was done you know we show people's bits we show the, the full examination so it's not like oh we cover we literally it's, it's warts and all quite literally yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think I don't know what it is. I just think it's, it's generational and sex. It, and sex is a private thing. You don't, not everybody has to speak about it. It's no, a very personal yeah. thing. But I think it should be an option to. You should. You should. You know. What you should be able to talk about it if you choose to, to do so. And if you've got. You know. I see patients who come in after having symptoms for weeks, days, and the only thing that stops them is the fear of. You know even bumping in somebody that they know in a sexual health clinic where yeah. I work is, is very central so you, you're quite likely to bump into people I um, always bump into my exes do you? always <laughs> every single time I walk in I'll, 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 I'll clock them but yeah. you know it's not it's not about that there's nothing wrong with being there there's nothing no. there's no shame there's no stigma you should you know you're, if anything you should be proud to be there because you're taking care of it's your sure. body that's what I always say to patients and they're like oh god I'm, thank god you called me in quickly because I was in the waiting room I was so nervous and I'm like well it shows that you're, you're responsible because you know everybody has set you know not everybody but you know it's, a, it's as normal as breathing isn't it that's how we all got here at the end of the day so you being here just means that you're you're taking your health seriously and and, and that's what the show's about is just to normalize and say look go and get yourself tested it's better than what could happen if you don't yeah absolutely but but the one thing i, I, I do want to say though is that i think it's actually and i don't think these people get enough praise and celebration the, the mm. people who go on the show themselves mm-hmm. to talk about their bodies to talk about the issues that they're going through that mm. is actually such an admirable thing and I think there's uh, uh, these people are often mocked and things online which I don't Mm. think is very fair because I think to put yourself out like th- there like that and say, hey, I've got this problem and yeah. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm yeah. not just going to talk about it to a nurse. Yeah. Talk about it to the nation. The nation, because who knows who else is watching and thinking, oh God, I, I had that. I think I've got that symptom. And that's a great thing about the show is it's not just about, oh, so-and-so has come for a screen. It's also the stories that, that, that they come in with and how they've come to the clinic and why. And it could be something really straightforward like, okay, I've got a new boyfriend, a girlfriend. We, you know, we've just started, we've, had, we've been having sex, but we want to stop using protection. So we've come 
come for a normal sexual health screen and that's fine so it could be yeah. that it could be somebody who's come in who's been sexually assaulted it could be somebody who doesn't speak English and, and hasn't accessed services in a long time it could be somebody who's just coming on a lunch break just for a, a normal MOT so it, everybody's different everyone has different stories and the great thing about the people that come on the show is they are willing to talk about it and and, and I remember a few people were like oh are they, are they real patients or are they actresses are they this and I was like well if you're having sex and you're willing to talk about it everybody's a patient it could be the prime minister it could be you <laughs> it could be your mum anybody who's like look I'm, I'm willing to come and to tell my story absolutely is, is not you know everybody's a patient and I think that's the, the takeaway message so yeah well done to the people that do come and make the show yeah and, and you know there will be somebody watching who has probably the exact same issue for sure and, and that might be the thing that they need to know either how to how to treat it or to go and seek help right and that, and I guess that that's the reason why the show's been a hit it's not been a hit for no reason obviously clearly a lot of people are interested or intrigued or for whatever reason people want to know a bit more so that alone speaks volumes because you might you might you might tune in and be like oh this will be a bit of fun like let, let's watch some yeah. people get their bits out and then <laughs> yeah. next minute you're like oh okay that's answered that question that i needed an answer to right yeah and yeah. I, I mean i guess that's what we try to do here on this show as well you know mm. we talk about sex and we have fun and we do sex confessions and right. talk about porn and everything but you know at the same time we're trying to educate and i, I think it's important to get that message out there yeah and i think that's what i love most about the sex clinic because it's not just okay here's the, here's this is chlamydia this gonna this, this you know it's kind of like the stories the characters like it's so funny some of the people that come through and the waiting room banter for me is my best my favorite part of yeah. the show when they're all talking with each other and because we, when we're filming we don't get to see that part so when sure. i was watching the series with everyone else like I really got to enjoy it just as a viewer and I, for me that was my best part Let's talk about one um, story in particular. This is one that's had a lot of conversation online. I think you probably know which one <laughs> oh, I'm going to be talking about. You've probably been asked about this a million times. Um, the the unwashed penis. Um, <laughs> I, I I actually didn't Snag see I didn't see this myself. Did you know? But I, I, I've been told about it by about 500 friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, literally, any dinner party I've been to recently, people have brought it up. It's not the best dinner dinner party conversation. Oh, you can imagine for me when I have to answer the questions. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me about what happened. God, so we had a young a young guy, very sweet, very lovely. Now he came in initially. Um, so what happens? They come in and you get like, a, just like in real life clinics. So you get a brief overview, their name, how old they are, you know, a brief story of, of kind of what was brought them in. Um, and his story was like, he thinks that his penis was growing. Mm. So I thought, okay, fine. So I'm looking, I'm like, all right, 24. So before I've even seen or spoken, I'm like, well, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I called him in. He was like, yeah, you know, my girlfriend thinks it's getting, you know, people think said it's getting bigger. And I think, you know, so I was like, okay. And then, um, long story short, I, I, I won't say the, say the whole thing because I want people to actually go actually watch go it for themselves. Watch it. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, long story short, we did the examination and it just so happens that he wasn't retracting his foreskin properly and it wasn't washing underneath properly. So some things grew and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it so did, it turns it, out it wasn't an STI. He just wasn't, wasn't cleaning. He, he wasn't cleaning thoroughly the way, you know, you're supposed to. So, so um, when, when, I, when I first heard about this, yeah. I had this moment of going, I, I literally went, wait, hang on a minute. I was like, I, do I pull my foreskin back when I shower? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I do, but I, I don't have a hygiene issue. Right. And then lit and my friends were like, no, you must do, you must do. And I was like, I don't think I do. I was like, I can't remember ever mm. like pulling back my right. foreskin to watch. I was like, I wash. I, don't, I was like, I don't think I do this. Right. And then the next time I was in the shower, <laughs> did like, it automatically yeah. without thinking. I was like, oh my God, I do. 
I do. Brilliant. <laughs> there you go. See, not everyone. It's not obvious to everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, but that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's not obvious. Like something no. like that seems seems so natural to me that I don't even think about it. Right. But, you know, if somebody's... I'm sure my parents probably taught me that when I was mm, very, mm. very young. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of instilled in me. But right. if you're never given that piece of information, no matter how obvious it might seem, right. we just don't know. You yeah. know, we hear stories about, you know, people using condoms completely wrong yeah. or doing all of these things with sex because nobody's ever said that, that n- that's, that's not how you do it this is how you do it right and even in real life clinic we hear so many different you know questions and queries about stuff that you might think oh okay well that well that's a given isn't it but no and and unless like you said unless somebody tells you or you know takes the time and also i guess it's the reflection on how you know how our uh, school education system could do with a lot better sex sex ed and i think i think that's the that's a, a big issue i think if we started earlier and normalizing these conversations for young people especially when they're growing up in secondary school and that kind of thing by the time they do reach adult life and stuff then that, that you, it removes that stigma of going to the clinic and because when i was in school we never really i never knew like how to what to do in a, in a situation if i had any symptoms or mm-hmm. you, yeah. you just don't have this they'll teach you okay this is how children are made this is you know you get a basic overview it's very clinical it's very, very yeah yeah and, or, and of course teachers are not trained medically so you, you can't expect them to educate people on things like you know you know family planning things and contraception and things so there's there is a lot that i think there's ways in which school system and the medical system can sort of work together better to provide better education sex education absolutely and it's so amazing you know everything you're, that you're doing yeah. um do we have do we have any exciting projects coming up can we expect more from the sex clinic or can you not answer that question no i, I think i can no can? we can um so we started recruiting so we are confirmed for another series oh amazing yeah so we're filming in Ju- in july mid-july um, and yeah, so that would be. I, I never know whether series three or series two because the first one was kind of like a pilot, but that was for awful. So it's yeah. online, and then we sort of launched on E4. So this is the second series on E4, um, and it's going to be a lot bigger. So we, what we want to do, we want to sort of open it up a bit more to like issues about body, body dysmorphia, any kind of anything to do with sex, relationships, sexual health, and that kind of thing. So. It's going to be a lot bigger this time round, so I'm really excited. Amazing. Yeah. Well, if, if I have any, you know, sexual health related issues mm-hmm. when you're next filming, I, right? will, I will be there. I'll <laughs> come to the clinic. Will you? I will. I will. Callum, you are absolutely welcome. <laughs> we would love to have you. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping I, you know, stick with a clean bill of health. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we never know what will happen between now and then. Right, so, right. so let's see. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Pleasure um, to be here. We're going to be playing some games and things very, very shortly. Fun. But before we do that, let's have a little bit of music. This is Nightmare. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Tasted blood and it is sweet. I've had the rug pulled beneath my feet. I've trusted lies and So Sarah, we talked a lot about um I guess other people talking about you know conditions and things that they have Mm. Um, but I know that you suffer from a specific condition that I hadn't heard about myself Um, and I thought we could have a quick chat about that I did ask Sarah in advance I've not just (laughs) thrown her under the bus and and, then surprised her with this Uh, so you uh, it's premenstrual dysphoric disorder that's right yeah I genuinely know nothing about this but I'm I'm really interested to learn yeah fine and you're not the only one it's it's very rarely because it's it's quite rare 
compared to, you know, everyone knows about PMS. So even if you don't know the ins and outs of it, you kind of know that when women are, you know, going through their menstrual cycle, they have like mood changes that are caused by their hormonal changes and things like that. So PMS is normally something that, you know, um, like I said, before you, just before, normally about a week or two before you, you go through your cycle, you have um, sort of mood changes, even physiological changes. So, you, you know, you might have achy breasts, your mood would change, um, you, you know, pain, you know, stomach pain, back pain, you know, before or during your period. So with PMDD, um, it's like PMS, but it's like it's a more aggressive version. So you kind of get the normal symptoms, but they're a lot more amplified. So through doing um, through doing um, the the interview with the mirror the daily mirror that i did about pmdd i got to learn a lot more about it as an infection because i'd never spoken to anyone else who sort of experienced it um mm. the way i did i only spoke to sort of my medical friends um so i did an article about it about my experience um so what it is is it, it's like like your symptoms that you get for pms but they're a lot more aggressive so a lot of women can experience you know severe depression um really really bad moods to the point where you don't want to get out of bed you really feel for a short space of time and it could be anything from two days to two weeks it's really different for different women but you mm. can really feel almost like you're clinically depressed or or you, you have anxiety um, so that's what I kind of experienced what well, I used to experience until I figured it out and then got into a method of contraception that, that works for me because that's how you can wow, um, okay. control it through contraception but until you recognise it you can think that you're going through some sort of you know depression or you're suffering some sort of mental health issue which actually PMD is considered to some degree a mental health issue um, so for me it was a massive eye opener just talking about it because it was very rarely spoken about and so when I did the article I had a lot of women sort of coming up to me and it also got picked up by loads of different publications um, and there was a massive interest in it which was quite interesting but going back to how you know we sort of um, conditioned to not speak about certain things that we go through whether it's anything sort of mental health or sex or anything to do with anything that's in your mind or your body um, because there's this massive stigma a lot of people hadn't heard about it but when I spoke about it women were like this is me I go through this you know with my periods and a lot of people could resonate with it so there was like a 30, there was like a 40% increase in the you know the, the association that, the association that sort of deals with women who you know the, the sort of help organisation for it they saw like a 40% increase in women inquiring about it saying that I think wow. I'm experiencing this and I think this is what it is but the, also the only way you can diagnose it is by keeping track of your emotions so it's not like you can do a blood test or swab to say okay you've got right, it yeah. so it's very much more in your head and you just kind of have to be mindful of how your hormones can affect you um, so for me it was you know it was a massive eye opener just learning about how severe it can be because mine compared to some other women is nowhere near as severe some people wow, okay. I think it affects about 1 in 20 women yeah and I think about that's quite high actually, which is quite it? high. Yeah. yeah, that's a mass, that's a that's a lot of women, and I think I think ten percent of those women will experience you know suicidal thoughts oh and gosh. things like that. And sometimes it can worsen with pregnancy and things. So yeah, so I was really happy that it got you know the attention that it got, and that you know a lot a lot of women just you know came it, to the realization. I'm imagining though there would be so many women out there who are completely undiagnosed, and they think it's what they're feeling is just kind of. No, not well. It's not that it's not normal, but mm. you know they might think. Yeah, I feel like so many people talk about their periods, yeah. etc., and, and talk about uh, mood swings, etc. Yeah. That they may not realise that they're experiencing something else, else. something different, and yeah. they may think, oh, I, this 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 pain or this um, you know mood swings or whatever it mm. is, is, is is just 
what just, I'm supposed to be the, feeling. Or you think everyone else is doing yeah. it. Or sometimes you think, oh, maybe this is my personality. Maybe I'm just a moody person. And, yeah. you, just, and you sort of, there's a lot of self-blame. But then once you realise the pattern, you think, okay, well, this is only me for a certain period of time and then afterwards. And then once you make that connection, then you're able to do something about it. But there are a lot of women thinking, well, this is just part and parcel of being a woman. This is yeah. what we're supposed to go through. But but you don't realise that actually it's, it's, it's not normal. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. We had a guest um, a few weeks back on the show called Lucy Peach. I don't know if you've heard of her. And mm. she, she, um, she talks a lot about periods and she did an amazing TED talk about periods. And she was talking about almost like preparing herself for wherever she was in her cycle mm. um, and just being being aware of it and being aware of the changes and she was talking about you know uh, being more more active and, and getting more work done in certain times yeah. of her cycle and then in other times just you know taking care of herself more did you find that you had to, to do that even more you know you'd be aware that your a certain stage of your cycle mm. was coming up so you would I guess not give yourself a break yeah. but but be aware be and aware. take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. And I think um, for me, the, the older I've gotten and the more I've kind of been able to... And also, it's, it's, for me, it's helped reading articles online about other you know, people going through similar things. And then once you realise, okay, it's not just me, it's not all in my head, other people experiencing, then it's easier to track it every month. So you think, okay... If I'm going through, if I'm a little bit irritable, because me, I know when I'm irritable, I'm just like, I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't want anyone to touch me. <laughs> you know, so I, I can feel it. So, so then when I start feel, feeling like that, I'm like, okay, let me just give myself a day off. Let me maybe move that meeting. Maybe let me just stay at home. Let me just chill. Let me just watch Friends all day in my pajamas. Sometimes that's all you need to do. And, yeah. then, and then you kind of override it and then you, you get back to it. But I think it's, it's giving yourself that time. That's why I always say to women, if you know that you're just not in the mood for something you know sometimes you can ride through and sometimes you're not in a position to just cancel things especially in the job that I do I can't just say oh yeah, today I'm yeah, just yeah. not up for it you know but it's just still finding those times to just have a word with yourself and say right when I get home I'm going to have a nice shower I'm just going to have a tea but then wh- when I realise that okay this is because of that it makes it a lot easier and then I'm less irritable because I'm like okay this is why and then I'm mindful yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's so it's so interesting to learn about this. My favorite thing about this show is when guests come on and teach me something, yeah. and, I, and I've learned something new today. So, <laughs> yeah. so thank you for that. No problem. Um, we're going to play a game now. Oh, uh, yeah. This this is a game about sex toys. Right. Um, it's a brand new game. We've only played it once before. Oh, okay, fine. Um, as as I'm sure you're aware, there's a lot of sex toys right. out there in the world, there and are. there's some very extravagant, over the top <laughs> sex toys, and yeah. they all have absurd, ridiculous names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this game, I have the names of five sex toys in front of me. Right. And together we're going to have to try and figure out whether or not okay. these are real or not. I actually, <laughs> I, I'm looking on the list and I actually already own one of these. So I, so I, so I know the answer to that Brilliant. one. Brilliant. Okay, so I'll, fine. Uh, I'll try so you not can't to include that in the five then. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, do we have, an, uh, do we have another no. one? Do we have another one? Maybe. Um, okay, <laughs> let, let's, let's jump in. So, so the first one is the Satisfier Pro Penguin. Oh wow! Oh penguin, you threw me. Oh poor penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of. Is this um, legal? <laughs> <laughs> there's like um, I've seen all kinds of. They they, they do like whale penises and things now, yeah. which fascinates me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want that personally. No. But I guess people get their to each their own, in whatever right? way you know. Like, oh, d- I'll have I'll have the penguin. <laughs> Point into the shelf. Yeah. I'm imagining like a cute little penguin, but I'm yeah. thinking it's probably either something that's inserted. Yeah, so I'm trying to think the way a penguin shaped. It could be like could be like a fleshlight. I was going to say like that opens up. Open, yeah, take off his head. Take and his then, head. Maybe maybe the wings do something. Oh, that's a good shout. Maybe, yeah, maybe it, once it's inserted, maybe the wings then yeah do something. 
Because maybe it's a kind of like, you know, the, the rabbit with the little ears. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. There's a beak or, or wings. There is a beak, yeah. So, you know? I think I, I think that could be. Maybe. I, I'm actually thinking this one isn't real, if I'm, I'm honest. I'm thinking it could be, because I've, I've heard some crazy things in clinic. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so a, a penguin uses sex toys is, is probably mm. the, one of the, the least surprising things I've heard being inserted. Satisfier pro penguin. Satisfier pro penguin. I, I'm, I'm still saying I don't think it's real. I'm, I'm going to go for yes, only because okay. I've, I've, just, I've heard so many wild things that why not throw a penguin in there? Okay, let's, <laughs> should we go up against each other? Yeah, let's turn yeah, this into I a competition. To, I want to. All right, I'm saying it's false and, and Sarah's saying that this is real. Satisfier pro penguin. And it is in fact real. Well done. Yay. Um, I've got a little bit of information about it here. A true pleasure penguin, this cleverly designed petite external stimulator is powered by pressure wave suction. We've got a picture, but they're not loading. Oh, they're not loading. Oh, and I just also want to go on record just to say I do not own one of these. <laughs> <laughs> this was an educated guess. Yes, it's a, bit, a little bit suspicious how much yeah. you knew about this one. Uh, I was very confident with my answer. You I? were. You really were. Um, uh, please, please get the pictures to low because I really I really really want to see I this I really want to see this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright our next one Pussy Pro Prowler I think that's I think that's true do you I don't know not because it just sounds it sounds like it would be true uh, see I'm already leaning for false on this one because really? I think it's too obvious yeah, maybe that's why yeah that's why I went with the true like I could easily see Pussy Pro Prowler yeah, on the shelf same you know, so maybe it's a little bit of a red herring for that. Oh, we've got a picture of the penguin. Oh, we, oh, we have got, we've got yeah. a picture of the penguin. So <laughs> oh, it, it, it looks like a penguin. It does look like a penguin. It's got a pink bow tie. And it's got it's got a little hole, I guess, where the mouth would be. Where the mouth would, would be. be, yeah. And, and then the head is sort of, and then the neck goes in and then the body. So it kind of does look like a real life. So I'm a, bit, I'm a little confused how you would use this. Is this a little hole at the top for a clitoris? I, I assume so. And maybe, maybe it's got a vibe. Braider, you know. Maybe I feel like I need one in my hand. Can <laughs> to you, really who makes this? Can we have one gifted to the station? <laughs> yeah. I, I want one. I want to play with one. I love the little bow tie. <laughs> the bow tie is a nice touch. <laughs> the bow tie is a nice touch. <laughs> um, back to the Pussy Pro Prowler. Mm-hmm. I, it just could be any vibrator, couldn't it? Yeah, it's very it just, generic. Yeah. That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking is true because it's. Yeah, it's very easy. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, so you're going for I'm true. I'm going for true. I'm going for false again. Okay, fine. Uh, so, answers please. The Pussy Pro Prowler. Is it real or not? Oh, it is not real. Fine. So Damn, we're, we're even now. One okay, nil. One, one nil. nil. All right, the third one. Again, I feel the same about this. Mm-hmm. Orgasmatron 3000. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such Sounds a, very powerful. Um, they're good at marketing, these, they, these, they are these very sex good. toy people. They really put a lot of thought 3, into 000, it. 3,000, jeez, that's mm. just... I'm, oh, I'm going to go for false. You're going for what, sorry? You false. think it's false? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, what, reason being, what's the 3,000? Is that like... Well, they just put numbers on things to make it sound... To make it sound like you're getting like 3,000 yeah, worth of amazing. Like, yeah, but true. like they just put any old numbers on it. Some, I don't know. Something tells me this is true. Like I feel like I might have played with this before. <laughs> like not at home, but like in the shop. I love going into the sex Do shop. And just, I find so it interesting. Much. There's so much there's there. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot. I'm like... 
some some of them have two floors and I'm like Jesus yeah, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of stuff and there's just it's when, when people say things you know like oh I don't you know I don't know what to do in the bedroom mm. other than you know maybe like missionary sex it's mm. like just go into the sex shop and, talk, and look yeah look and talk to people that work there because they're trained to let no. you know yeah 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 fine and and what I'd also say especially with sexual health I think when you go to things like a sex shop or like a sexual health clinic your, your first fear is that oh the person I see is going to judge me but we mm. have to remember is that anyone that you see in that capacity has chosen to work in that yeah. field for a reason yeah, so yeah. if they were prude or if they were judgmental you wouldn't work in sexual health you wouldn't work in a sex shop if you were like oh I'm, oh, I don't, I'm not sure about that so whenever you go to a sex shop and or sexual health whatever always remember whoever you're seeing is trained to they to, are not to, judging yeah, they in are not any judging. capacity they've heard it all seen it all so yeah go to the sex health the sex shop rather and yeah if you have any problems with your you need some tips those are the people to really actually give you the the right tips I, I, I actually met a guy in a, in a sex store once Did you? there he was, you he go was, he was working on the counter and he was really really lovely and we just got <laughs> chatting about my purchases and, and then we went on a date so you know so if that doesn't break the ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah straight in at the deep end yeah. alright our, our next one is pinch me please ugh oh. yeah I'm, oh we wait did we not oh. give an answer did we not do the last one? Oh, uh, no, we didn't, did we? Oh, sorry, we got 3, distracted. Yeah, about sorry, it. that was my fault. I went, off, I went offline. Yes, um, we didn't get there. So I said I said false, and I think you said true. Uh, yes, I said I said true. You said false. Right. Okay, Osma- Orgasmatron 3000. Oh, man. It is true. So you're on it the lead. True. Right, okay, I need, to, I need to pull my socks up now. Um, this is a leather-clad washing machine and saddle, which aims to bring the fun back to housework. And, and the instructions are here. After turning the dial to the required setting, press the on button and climb into the saddle with your legs at the front of the machine. Ah, that, that would explain wow. the 3,000 bit then. That's the, the That's speed the 3,000. Yeah. Oh, that, oh. is, that is a, in, incredible. Oh my like, I've heard about people sitting on top of washing machines before. I didn't oh, yeah, I've heard of that. But I didn't realise you could now add another element to the whole washing machine experience. Wow. Oh, my God. Can we get one of these in? <laughs> so I know it's quite <laughs> yeah. big, but can we get one of these in the studio as well? Let's just get loads of <laughs> Right, okay, let's move on to the to the pinch me please. Ugh. Ugh. I think it's like a ugh, like a good feeling. Oh fine, okay. Pinch me please. Hmm. What 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 do you think? Well I need to think about my answers now. I'm I'm not I'm now you're behind. I am behind. I never win. When when I go See, up I never win. I'm guess. used to losing, but now I'm like, okay, I want to win. <laughs> right. Mm. This could, see, this could be about like the pinch me, please. It could be literal. Yeah. Like this is like some kind Something, of bondage. That's toy. what I'm thinking of bondage. Or it could just just be you know this feels so amazing. Like oh, pinch me, please. Like, it's am the last I dreaming? bit at the end. The, the, the name the, of the, the bit at the end. The ugh bit. The ugh. I've got it written down here for you. The fourth one there. Okay. Fine. Don't look at the rest of the running no, no, order. No, 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 so I'm not going to cheat, I promise. <laughs> no cheating. Fine. Right, got it. Oh, God, okay. Um, I'm going to go for true because I think it could be some form of, like, dominatrix thing that you like. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking something to for the nipples or something yes, of that Yes, I think so too. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree. Yeah, I think that, yeah. We're, we're yeah, in agreement we're in on agreement. this. Yeah. We think the, pl- pinch me please, Ugg. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real. We think it's. We think this one's true. Oh, oh it's not man. real. Damn. Oh, you really tricked me by going specific on that one. Okay, we've got one more. Right, fine. Um, if you get this right, <laughs> yeah, we we, we tie. Can, we tie. Yeah. Um, this is a tenga flip hole. Oh God! Uh, how do you spell it? Tenga. T e n g a. T e n g a. Tenga. Tenga flip hole. Fl- flip hole. Yeah, I'm confused by the flip hole. Like, how does a hole, how does a hole flip? flip? 
they could be playing a trick on us with yeah, this one. Yeah, they could be. And what's a tenga? I mean, is that a silly question? Should I know this? I don't know. I've no idea what a tenga is. So we don't know what a tenga is, and you can't flip a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It sounds quite specific, so it maybe does. it is real. Yeah, I think I might go for real, just because... I don't know. Yeah. Should we, should Just because we, it sounds so fake that it has to be real. <laughs> should, we, should we say real? I think let's go for real. Okay, we yeah. are saying real. And I can tell you already, before the answer comes ah! up, that it's true because I own one of no, these. No, really? Um, Tenga is the, bla- is the brand. Okay, fine. Um, and it's like, a, it's like a, you know what a fleshlight is? I do. Um, and it's like one of those, but it opens up mm-hmm. and it's full of like this like jelly mold inside. Right. Um, and it's incredible. It's one of my favourite toys. Oh, I use it all the time. There's it? a picture just here. Oh, yeah. So the three, like, circle bits? Those are for... So you place your fingers on those and, then, right. that, and then you can control Grip. the tightness of it, oh, which you fine. can't usually with a fleshlight. Oh. Um, I oh, actually, yeah, I actually did a sex toy review mm-hmm. on YouTube where I was sent this massive crate of toys by Love Honey. They uh-huh. sent me, like... 30 or 40 toys or something ridiculous oh wow and said choose your favourites yeah. and, and, and make a video about those the, yeah and this was in my top three so oh, very good 40? very good toy it must be yeah. very good this sounds sponsored it's not it's <laughs> <laughs> you can you find them at <laughs> so you can see how it opens up oh and it's, yeah, it's a proper kit and it's got let's have a look it's, it's like an obstacle course for, for your penis <laughs> is, is what it is <laughs> Um, I, I, like, I like the name Flip Hot. I see that threw me off. I thought, no, it must be real because that's too out there. Did you Did yeah. you like my acting? Me pretending Very, I had no you know, idea. I was so impressed. <laughs> Slightly worried now. What else you've been lying to me about, Callum? No, been lying the entire show. Um, the scores on the doors are Callum three and Sarah two. Right, I'm going to come back and like re- regain my name back. <laughs> you, you have to come back on my the show rep. now. Yeah, you that's have it. To. This is it. Right, that that's that's enough sex toys. Um, <laughs> let's have some music. This yeah. is is brand new Youngblood, Parents. I was born in a messed up century. My favourite flavoured sweets are raspberry and vitamins. I bought a carburetor age 16. I brushed my teeth with bleach because I ain't got time for cavities. My daddy put a gun to my head. Said if you kiss a boy, I'm going to shoot you dead. So I tied him up with gaffer tape and locked him in a shed. Then I went out to the garden and I fucked my best friend. Kisma. All right, Sarah, we're going to do sex confessions now. Nice. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who has sent in their confessions. If you would like to uh, send a confession for a future show, you can do that by emailing callum at foobarradio.com and we keep it completely anonymous as well so we're not gonna you know tell people who you are that we will be reading out exactly what you tell us it's, it's quite exciting to do this with you sarah because oh, like thank you. it's your job <laughs> it to is, listen yeah. to people's <laughs> confessions i guess <laughs> yeah um it's it, uh, this it, it must be hard to keep that confidential all the time you know like i know that's like part of the job is mm. to keep, you always have to be professional and not share that with anyone but yeah. it, that must be quite tricky sometimes do you know what you'd think so but when you work in a sexual health clinic everyone there has a story to tell and yeah. and i think and i think that's a takeaway message from something like the sex clinic is that it doesn't matter who you are where you're from you know everyone's got in there for some sort of reason or, yeah. or you know issue so we're so used to hearing even information that we don't really need to know <laughs> but the minute someone feels comfortable because um, I like to think that I'm quite approachable and You're I'm easy very, to talk to very as, a, approachable as a nurse kind of thing so I found that a lot of my patients end up telling me loads more especially with sex and relationships so you end up fighting, finding out you know how their husband you know they found their husband cheating or you know their boyfriend and, and all these things so you hear loads and loads of personal um, stories some are crazy 
crazy. So some are like <laughs> out there than yeah. others, you know. Some are more exciting than others. But they all become so normal after a while when you do it. It, they so almost long. become uninteresting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's very hard for me to be like, oh, my God, guess what happened at work today? Because I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah, I went to a fisting party. And, yeah. you know, fine. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, another one. Another one. Another just another day at the party. office with me, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like you probably will have heard um, a lot of what we've, the confessions that have been sent in today. But right. but let, let, let's go with it. Um, would you like to read any of these? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to read the first one? Okay, so I'll read the first one. So the first one is, I brought a guy home and was about to have sex until he saw that I don't shave down below and he refused to carry on and literally left my flat why is this such a big thing to people <sighs> see I really don't like this I think that's so rude yeah. like I get that some people have certain preferences but to just like go no I'm not doing it and and, and, and leave and yeah. buy you know like that's I'm, I'm, I find that really bizarre because I'm just thinking like in the in the you know the throes of things and like that's the last thing you're probably thinking about and, and with most people nobody really cares and I, I think there is this thing of oh I have to be you know perfect down there and it has to all look like super like it does in the in the porn movies which are completely not a realistic portrayal of real life um, but that seems really dated from the guy for you to just leave based on that yeah I just think that's I, it's it, more a problem with him I think maybe he has some sort of underlying issue because yeah that's I, but I, mm, I, I'm not sure why people are so funny about it. I hair. don't either. Like I, yeah. I, I do have my preferences. I must yeah. admit. Like I, if I could say my ideal, mm. you know, I do have an idea of what I like. But yeah. for me, if I like somebody, yeah. I like them. And and that's it. And like I could take off their body and find out they've got twelve nipples. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, cool. Let, yeah, let, yeah. Let's just go with it. Yeah. You know, it could be anything. Yeah. And I don't, you know, pubes, no pubes, whatever. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Well, I I actually have a I I, I don't like chest hair mm-hmm. as, a, as a preference for me. I, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it. But I've got with loads of guys with, with chest yeah, hair. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just like whatever. Yeah. You know? I'm not gonna leave. No, exactly. <laughs> and in answer to the question, I would say that's more of an issue with the guy um, as opposed to the person that you know that, that he walked out on um i don't i think generally speaking most people that wouldn't be a reason to just kind of get up and go no. um so i don't think it's a massive thing as as he made it out to be um but i still think they are people you know a small minority of people who would think okay that's a massive deal breaker but i just don't i don't see what the issue is there yeah, I don't either. So, yeah. so let, I don't think this is going to happen again. I hope it doesn't. I hope and, it doesn't. Um, just to absolutely clarify, there isn't. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not no. in the wrong here. They they shouldn't have done that. That's, that's and some people have heard it the other way around. Yes, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like you can't win. You can't win. I think it just does. It does just come down to uh, to preference. But I just think it's weird if that can completely put you off somebody that you just get, then get up and go. How would you feel about like? I think I would quite like it if I was like dating somebody, or even if it was just a hookup, mm. and I and I spoke to them in advance. Mm. Like if they just said to me, obviously with my consent and permission, if they just said, "Hey, just so you know." Mm. Um, I like pubes or I don't like pubes or whatever, then I would be like, okay, well, I want to feel really hot and sexy for this person. Not that I should change my body, but I would be like... No, but you want to feel your best and you want to make somebody else be attracted. That's nothing wrong So if they like it completely shaved, Mm. I I would do that before a hookup or if I was dating somebody because it would make me feel sexier. Yeah. So maybe people just need to communicate. To have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But no no demands. No demands, You shouldn't be going, shave it all off. No, no. And if you don't want to and somebody's saying, well, you should definitely, then... I think just you can do better than that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. All right, let's do the next one. Bye. I'm a 23-year-old gay man and have just got my first boyfriend. We were getting close in the bedroom last week and I just couldn't get hard. We tried again the next night and the same thing happened. 
This is my first sexual experience with a guy, but I really, really like him, and I don't understand why this is happening. It's very embarrassing. Well, I feel like you may have some better answers than I do for this. Um, But I just think that... There's a million reasons why this could be happening, yeah. but the the pressure of it, if you're if you're 23 years old and you're mm. getting with a guy for the first time, mm. there's so much pressure and expectation yeah. around that, yeah. that that could, you know, you could definitely be getting inside your head about it and that could be what's stopping what's you stop it, from yeah. getting an erection. I would definitely say that this is more of a psychological than a physiological thing. Yeah. I don't think there's anything physically wrong with you if, 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 in terms of if you can't, you know, get an erection. I think it just shows that you're, A, you care, you know, you've it's your first time having it. Obviously, I would say at 23, I'm sure he's probably known he's been gay for a long time. So being this your first experience, it's, it's natural to be a little bit nervous. Don't yeah. put yourself under any pressure. If he's really nice and, you know, and he wants to, 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 to have sex and everything like that, then he will wait until you're ready. And, if he, and just explain to him it's your first time. Um, I think it's more nerves than anything. Yeah. Um, and also, if he's 23, he's, he's, he's still quite young. There's not that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not that much information there could be a lot more information and normalization of gay sex and things like that as well. So yeah. there could be an element of just maybe not knowing what to do, not knowing what the, yeah. he would like to do. And, you know, if you've never had, you know, sex before, you don't know what you should do. You know, you like, he might be like, should I top, should I bottom? Like, how does this, you know, how does it work? So it might just be nerves, anxious. It just shows that maybe he does really like this guy as well. Yeah, and it absolutely. can happen in any, any kind of situation. But I think it's just practice, keep trying. Keep trying. I, I, I've had, I, I was just, as you were speaking then, I was just counting these off in my head. I've had five different instances of, mm-hmm. of reasons why, like, why I've been unable to get an erection. Right. So the first one was taking medication, yep. which affected it. Mm-hmm. Second, recreational drugs yep. can affect it. Third was I was having group sex and I felt very nervous and I felt yeah, just you know, a little bit intimidated, yeah. struggled then. Yeah. Um, fourth, trying to have anal sex, not really my thing, not mm. really into it, was yep. so turned off that... I lost my erection. Yeah. And the fifth one, what was the fifth one? Well, I feel like that's a lot of reasons Alcohol? anyway. No, what <laughs> yeah. was the fifth one? I had a fifth one. I can't even remember what it was. Oh, man. Completely gone. But I, I'm just trying to make the point that there are yeah. so, many so many different, different. reasons. Yeah. Oh, oh, the fifth one was, mm-hmm. um, it was a guy, the first time I got a blowjob from a guy with braces, mm-hmm. and I just heard a story about somebody getting their foreskin uh, caught in braces. Yeah. I was so scared that, that yeah. it just went That soft. will lose it, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just trying to illustrate that there are so many so different many, reasons. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. It, and it's fine. It happens to absolutely everyone. Absolutely everybody. And th- yeah, like you said, things like recreational drug use or um, or alcohol. So if it's, if you've been, if both times you've been in a situation where maybe you've gone on a date, you've had some alcohol, and then and then you've not been able to get an erection, then that might be the reason. So maybe try with maybe let go. You know, don't drink the next time you try. Yeah. Because I know that with guys with alcohol, it can affect their erection and stuff. I've so, been with loads of guys when drunk and when they, they just can't, can't perform. When yeah, they can't. exactly. So that's normal. So maybe try that as well. So try different things. Um, but I I've got a feeling being the first time is ne- you're she's naturally going to be a little bit anxious and I think that could just be it absolutely I I think so too shall we do the next one let's would you like to read another one yes okay this one is for you okay so next question I just moved house and my new housemate has been showing me all his sex toys is this you Callum I think it might be me (laughs) (laughs) he is like a hoarder BFFs already (laughs) I I love that and I love that you know it's not it's not oh I've got this new housemate moving in I'm going to hide all my sex toys <laughs> it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a tour. Yeah, <laughs> this is where all the D dolls are kept. This is where the lube. <laughs> no, I think that's amazing, and I think it's really important to feel comfortable with, with whether 
it's a friend, family member, but like mm. housemate particularly. Especially someone you live with. Like, oh, especially when you like share a wall. Like I always <laughs> shared walls with so many housemates and you hear like absolutely, you can hear the yeah. vibrating noises, you can the hear, the, hear the screams, you <laughs> the know. bed against the wall. So it's, be- it's better that you're open and... Yeah, unless you like, look, you know, anything could go down, just here's a heads up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then if they don't want to move in... <laughs> You know, there's the door. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I, should, should that be something you do when you show somebody around and they're trying to make the decision? Like, I hey, think just it, so you know. Just FYI, I think if it's a massive part of your, your life and your, especially like with your soul, Callum, and everything you do. So, yeah. you know, you have loads of sex toys, you have a cupboard full of, you know, well, you, yeah, you can open a shop, we said, <laughs> offline. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you live with somebody, it's going to be hard to hide all those toys, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I think, yeah, if you live with somebody, then, yeah, I, I think. And it's nice to be able to have those conversations with your housemates, even if it's just, you know small talk but just so they're aware of what you do for a living and that yeah every now and again you just might find a dildo in the kitchen just randomly (laughs) i just delivered i just want everyone to talk about sex more but and and i think sometimes i can be a little i know we talked touched upon it briefly earlier but like sometimes i wish i knew what it felt like to Mm. to feel a little bit more scared or or not wanting to talk about it really yeah yeah um because there are people like that and i think that's okay as well yeah yeah and i think that's that's the thing as well is that not it, not everybody's going to be comfortable talking about it. and you don't have to but I think what it, what we're trying to you know um, achieve with the show is that should you want to you should feel like you're able to, to, to speak if you wanted to you don't have to but just having that option and knowing that if ever I have and as human beings you know if you're sexually active you're living in London or living wherever um sometimes you are going to get symptoms that may not be related to an STI. There's certain things that you can get um, just just from having sex that are not sexually related, but having sex can trigger off certain things. Mm. So for instance, with women, things like thrush and bacteria vaginosis, having sex alone can trigger off BV. It's not an STI at all, but it just means that you're mixing bacteria with somebody else that your body's not used to. So that alone can trigger symptoms. And if you're not familiar with that and you have, you know, maybe a funny smell or a niche or something like that, and you think, oh God, I don't know. Knowing that you're able to speak and that there are people you know sexual health clinic workers or if you want to go to the sex shop and buy a toy there are people there and you can feel comfortable and you know that those things those services are, are available i remember um maybe about a year year and a half ago i i, I found a lump on my perineum so mm. I, I went to the sexual health clinic about that and right. it actually wasn't although it is like a sexual area, area of the body, yeah. it wasn't sexually related and i yeah. think i just assumed that i must have got this from having sex with somebody and yeah. this is something that's caused it but it wasn't it's just i guess that part of the body ever so slightly malfunctioned yeah. for whatever reason yeah, that can yeah. happen for so many different for so reasons so many different things and i think that's the thing any any small thing that goes on down there everyone's like i've got an sti <laughs> and and it's, and it's not you know half the time it is it, is, it isn't to do people come in with people who have ingrown hairs and they're convinced that they've got god knows what and they come in after months of having the ingrown hairs and then you do examination and you're like okay all you have to do is stop shaving and that's it <laughs> yeah. but the whole time they're like i googled it and and, and I'm, i think i've got herpes i've got hiv i've got two weeks to live like you've got an ingrown hair just stop shaving and you'll be fine so, but it's, it's knowing that you can just go and talk to somebody have that confidence to, to just be able to talk about it normally and people should as well because I think there's a lot of like self-diagnosis online which even I've yeah, been guilty we, yeah, of before Dr. Google Dr. Google Gee, oh no <laughs> if you go online and I think especially with HIV it's one of those things that if you Google 
HIV symptoms. There's like loads. First, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different show we can go into, so I won't, yeah, you know. Could. But yeah, Googling symptoms is the worst thing you could do because it, there's nobody there to, you know, talk to you and explain to you in, in rational. So I get people coming in and they'll get their phones out. And they're and like, they're, this is what yeah, I have. Yeah, and then they'll show me that I'm like, and I know exactly what, because I'm like, don't worry, we'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah stay away from Dr. Google and don't self-diagnose. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's talk a little, we've only got a few more minutes left of the show. Let's talk a little bit more about you because I know you have some, uh, you, you, you're a nurse and you, you go on the TV and you did radio before and you also do fashion. Just like, how, how do you have the time for all of these, <laughs> for all of these projects? I know, I know. God knows where I go. I need an extra day in the week. <laughs> that would be amazing. An eighth day would be perfect for me. But um, yeah, so it's been, so when I, I specialise in sexual health and HIV about Eight years ago is when I moved from the wards. I was in uh, the wards for about five years, and I moved in sexual health about eight years ago. And after being in the wards for five years, I was just, I just, I was in my early twenties still. So I was super young, and I was just kind of like, I just want to change. I still loved being a nurse, but I just, I always wanted to work in fashion. But when I was like at school, uh, you know, college, university, we didn't have social media. We didn't, there was no Instagram. Blogs were not a thing. There was no, t- literally, you just went to uni, you got a degree, got a job. Um, and so when the whole social media stuff happened, and then you know you can you know build your own kind of platform I started doing a little bit of blogging a bit of modeling and I was like okay it's not really for me I really want to be a stylist I love dressing people I love playing dress up and I sort of pursued a career in that after a few years it kind of started to take off a bit and then I sort of cut down a bit on the nursing so I was still practicing as a sexual health nurse um, but then I sort of grew my my profile within the media and stuff and working as a fashion editor and then I sort of fell into radio for four years doing like a fashion related show and then so when the sex clinic came up everyone was like oh okay it's because you do radio and you do all this other stuff that's how you ended up in the sex clinic and I was like that was completely different it was yeah. just coincidental that I was a nurse and started doing the show but then equally doing media and stuff so doing the balance has been for me I absolutely love it I'm in clinic in Soho on a Monday and a Tuesday rest of the week I do my fashion editor stuff and like my presenting stuff and all you know my freelance jobs um, so yeah it's a nice balance and I get I get to speak to all my patients on a Monday and hear all the crazy stories and I still get to be a creative as well so it's amazing it's cool. yeah. and I mean what what an example of somebody who can p- pursue all of their passions yeah. at the same time you know we don't have to just choose one thing you no, know you can pursue no everything and do everything yeah and, and it sounds like you're doing an amazing job thank you Callum uh, where can people follow you if they want to yes yeah, so I am mainly an Instagram I must say so on Instagram I'm at sarah.mulindwa and on Twitter I'm sarahmully54 very nice well everybody should go and follow you um, and thank you so much for coming on the show thank You've you so much for having me absolute superstar I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Kim Petrus this is All I Do Is Cry You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.